Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. It's great to be connecting with all of you today. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. We are in new uh, office uh, and studio space. And I'm thinking to myself, that's a little bit of adjustment here and there. Uh, but it wouldn't have been uh, – it would have been much more of an adjustment if Jessica and I did not come in over the weekend and take a look at how we might avoid the stress of a busy Monday and then trying to put offices together, make sure the studio equipment is working, internet is working, telephones are working if we'd have waited till Monday. But guess what? That's what today's show is about. Nope, it's not about moving into office space, but it could be. Today's show with Chad Cooper is about time isn't the problem. You are. I am. Four strategies to transform stress into success. Because that's really got to be the end game for a lot of us. But what gets us in trouble? What are the things that happens to us to cause Instead of a legendary lifestyle, a absolutely lethargic lifestyle being crammed into immobilization, stuckness, uh, indecision, all of the things where we want to just check out. But how do we do this? How do we create these things? What are the four steps? And by the way, how do we know we're actually even in the zone of them? Time isn't the problem, but wait, we're going to find out how we are. Because see, if we know who we are and we know how we show up in life and we don't like the results we're getting in life, then we know how to make an adjustment. You know, Chad is a coach, amazing coach. And by the way, he's advisor to some of the top executives. Uh, Why? Because he knows how to make things happen, not happen from a place of absolute exhaustion and stress, but how to make things happen. You know, he is somebody that knows how to compete and understands competition. There's nothing greater than being a triathlete, but being somebody that is in a circuit where your best has to be the best. Now, what does that mean in today's life? Well, it means that when all is said and done, how are you giving back to the community? Are you a philanthropist? Are you trying to make this a better world? Many of you have heard us talk about our campaign to create a better world through media, our crowdfunding effort that we're getting ready to launch in a couple of weeks to introduce the world to this idea of non-paid radio. 
And why are we doing that? Because positivity rules. But today, this is about get your pens out, get your smartphones out, start to take notes. Don't do it when you're driving. It's how to figure out, how to figure out how to make it all work. Chad, it's great to have you here. I am excited, energized, and ready to go. <laughs> Listen, I'm the problem. We're the problem. But we don't figure that out. We just don't. I know you have coached CEOs. You've coached many of the CXOs, the triple ZOs, athletes, people of high, high, let's say, aspirations. And yet, I'm not sure that at the first conversation, everybody's saying, Chad, yeah, I get it, man. It's got to be me. What does it take to at least begin the conversation by saying, wait a minute, maybe it's not time. Maybe I'm a player in the game. Well, I, I think that in your story, there's a key <laughs> section that you illustrate, and that was you had a choice. You know, most of us are in a scenario, do we feel like we are in the effect of other people's decisions and behavior, or are we the cause of our future? And for you, you ask yourself, do I sit here and blame the company, blame my boss? You know, everybody else is stupid. I'm smarter than them. You didn't say that. That's inside my head. You know, <laughs> do I blame God for the situation, or do I try something else? Yeah. And so most of the people that are coming into coaching, and I've had the extraordinary privilege of coaching billionaires, multimillionaires. Yeah. I coach professional athletes in multiple different sports industries. And the difference is, is that they will come into the game with, I'm coming in with my cup, my cup is empty. I'm getting curious. I'm open to, I don't believe I know it all. And perhaps I'm part of the problem. Now, what's great about that is, is if we're the problem, it also means we can be the prescription to cure the problem. Mm -hmm. We can also be mm -hmm. the solution. But we have to come into it and say, you know, I can't blame anybody else. I have to start with who's in the mirror. Because in reality, that's all that we're really in control of. And the mm -hmm. best we can do is influence other people, but also change the meaning that we're giving to a situation. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about this idea of a legendary lifestyle. And the reason it's important to talk about it is you know, I was told by a friend of mine who does research that people are just happy to be getting by. Uh, and I said, oh, really? What, what was that research about? And she said, well, I'm going to be coming out with the results, but you'd be surprised, Pat, you know, that people feel very fortunate to just be getting by. And I said, well, what are you going to call this if you write a book about it? She said, I'm probably going to call it, you know, the, uh, you, you know, something along what's happening to the American dream. Now, I don't know that I can't wait to see the research, but I do believe that we've come off 10 years where people may be on the downside of hope. What do you think? It's a great question. And in fact, I think that we have reached a point where it really depends on the question that we're asking. You have to be very careful. In fact, in the, the yeah. first leg of my book, Time yeah. Isn't the Problem You Are, language mm -hmm. matters. Yeah. And so we have to be extremely careful. I, I grew up and lived in, in uh, basically 45 years of my life that lived in Michigan and outside of Ann Arbor, Michigan. 
And Ann Arbor, the University of Michigan, is, is renowned for their ability to write survey questions. Mm-hmm. And there is a science and an art. And so I'd say we need to, one, be very careful about the questions we ask because it's going to shape what we focus and the meaning that we give to things. Yeah. But I believe that with all of the turmoil, all the tension, all the stress that we have, we can look at that as, as oh, we're breaking, we're falling apart. Or we can look at it and say, it's the beginning of a new chapter. Enough yeah. is enough. No more. And we're regaining our strength. But the reality is, is you know, you can take white-collar uh, workers, and generically, I will say, the age of, hey, I can get more out of what I put in, sit back and kind of coast and, and just milk it dry, those days are gone. So we have a, a, a nation of intolerance, and some people are going to be a victim, and some people are going to use it as an explanation rather than an excuse. Mm-hmm. And so we can look at, hey, is this happening to me? Or is this happening for me so I can start building the muscle? And I like to, to believe it's the latter. I like to believe that we are actually on the verge of a new generation. And I believe that the millennial generation is very different than the others. And they have a fortunate opportunity because they will drop a job in a heartbeat if it doesn't serve their purpose. And I think that's where our nation is getting to is we've seen the material distraction. We've seen the corporations yeah. say, You've got to improve every quarter. I mean, for Pete's sake, Apple has made almost a trillion dollars just on the iPhone. When do we say, job well done? It's like, no, not, not good enough. Last quarter, you know, you, you didn't surpass the year or the quarter before. Right. And so I believe that we need to have clarity in our language and say, what is it that we first really want? And I believe that as a nation is where we have steered maybe off course to say, mm-hmm. what is it that we really want? What matters? And when we do that, and we speak that truth through love, there's a huge difference between speaking the truth and speaking the truth in love. Then we get the clarity to say, here's where we need to steer our ship and get back mm-hmm. on course. Yeah, I, I love this conversation. And I know you know quite a bit about who we are. And we have a mutual friend, of course. Um, you yeah. know, for me, saying that we have the largest and fastest growing positive talk radio network is a, a dream I never thought I would have in my life, but I had an idea of something like that to help change the world. How important is it to be precise? Because I'm not a precision specialist, but I work with, what did you say, millenniums? I work with three of them that are masterful. So our ages range here uh, in the 20s to 67. That's us. We pretty much are tapping into the gamut. And if we don't listen to each other, I can assure you, Chad, a show like this today doesn't happen. <laughs> well, let, yeah, let's take a look at, at the yeah. millennials a little bit deeper. And let's sure. look at, at the age before that we honored and treasured and say that they were the greatest generation. And that was mm-hmm. the World War II veterans. Yeah. And a lot of people are thinking, you know, what the heck, where am I going? Well, the millennials and the World War II veterans actually have quite a bit in common that most people haven't made the connection yet. And that is, is for millennials, they are about, we'll use gaming as an example. They'll go onto a gaming console, and in each level, you reset. You, hit, you, you achieve level one. Level two, guess what? The skills that you made happen, you know, overcome level one, don't apply in level two most likely. 
And so they understand through that system that at each level, you may need to appoint who is most qualified, who is most appropriate to help lead to victory. Well, guess what happened with the World War II veterans? You know, they went from skirmish to skirmish, battle to battle, and they had to do the same thing. How they fought in France had to be transformed. They had to get resourceful in how they fought in Germany or in South Africa or in Italy. And so the commonality is, is they had to learn how to create in order to achieve their mm-hmm. outcome. They had to get resourceful. And the millennials are learning how to do the same thing. And they're transforming that from old school, basically everything between World War II and the millennials has been consuming. And we're getting back to a society where we are creating our future. And so I'm actually very encouraged by the the millennials because they see that they need to be the cause of their future and they're not accepting good enough. Yeah. And don't you think, too, part of this conversation that we're going to talk about today, how to move from stress to success, is looking at what's in our wheelhouse of possibilities. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Chad about, like, wait a minute, how do we how do we unlock the secret to our success? How do we do do that? How do we get that? And, you know, what if this thing we call the problem that we are becomes an opportunity of a lifetime? Why is it me getting fired from every job I've ever had? Why is that turned out to be multiple blessings in my life? And for Chad. Well, I'm not saying Chad got fired. We'll be right back. <laughs> Funny how this they just pass us by. Seems like yesterday. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Would you like to experience life-transforming adventures in personal expansion and world service? If you do, tune in to learn about magical innate abilities that you can develop and use to make your dreams come true. Joy Elaine is author of The Joy Chronicles, and she's inviting you and millions of others to join her in working with galactic masters, angels, and the Ashtar Command as they assist humanity and planet Earth to achieve their ultimate destination of ascension. For more information about this upcoming event and broadcast, visit joyelaine.com. That's joy, E-L-A-I-N-E, dot com.
tune in to The Michael Shane Show the third Tuesday of each month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com and connect with the ascended beings to raise your vibration and manifest the life you desire. Get ready to receive healing through the transphysical mediumship of Reverend Michael Shane and the ascended beings. Visit MichaelShane.com. That's M-Y-C-H-A-E-L, Shane.com, and call 425-971-6632 to schedule your full healing session now. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Pat. I am so thrilled. I've had the honor of working with Leslie Fontaine for the past year or so. And what she has created in her hit program, Sheer Alchemy, transcends what most of us get to listen to or hear in any point in time in our lives. But beyond that, Leslie is working with people all over the world and she has created something phenomenal based on the feedback and input from the Archangels, from the Ascended Masters, from the light beings, and most importantly, from each and every one of you. So if you want to change your life, if you're ready to step into your own version of Sheer Alchemy, please give Leslie a call at 678-665-3366. And why? Because this is what you're going to be prepared to do. Be amazed and on your part, connect with the Ascended Masters that are there to help you custom make the life that you are meant to live. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in, turning us on. I'm Dr. Pat. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show on Transformation Talk Radio and TransformationRadio.fm. And I'm so thrilled to have Chad joining me here today, Chad Cooper. Chad, before we jump back in and talk about success, I think it's important for folks to know a bit more about you, how to get a copy of your book, as well as how to work with you directly. What's the best way to do that? Well, the best way to get a copy of the book is it's in Barnes & Noble, it's in Amazon, it's in Costco, it's in airport kiosk. You can find it just about anywhere. But mm-hmm. for our got-to-have-it-now society, uh, often we can just go out on the Internet to go to Amazon and just search mm-hmm. for either Chad E. Cooper, E is an echo, uh, and we can find it there. You can go to my website, chadecooper.com. Or just go out on Amazon and search for Time Isn't the Problem. You are, and you'll find it in multiple categories under Mm -hmm. uh, multiple best-selling categories. Uh, The other is you can also go into my website and go to chadecooper.com forward slash legendary lifestyles. And I'm actually giving people now the opportunity to apply working directly with me in my membership program where we actually help create your legendary lifestyle. So there's multiple ways that you can get the boat to China, you know, slow and affordable or fast and uh, through, what was it, the France, the French airplane that used to be supersonic. Oh, uh, that, oh yeah. I Gosh, now there, I don't even remember the that, Concorde? but I remember the plane. Concorde. What was it? Concorde, Concorde. Benny. Thank you. Okay. Yes. So if you yeah. want to take going first class style, you want the Concorde, then you want to take a look at my membership <laughs> program. But uh, there's, there's plenty of, of options out there. Now, you know, learning a little bit about me in uh, yeah. writing this book was not an easy process. Mm-hmm. And the reason I did is, is I have a mission. My re- mission is just really to put more in this world than I take out of it. 
is to help my clients become free and make the biggest impact possible. But it hasn't always been a straight and easy path for me either, very similar to yours. Uh, you know, when I got married, I expected that it was going to be forever. We were <laughs> together for 10 years, and when it ended, I felt like a total and complete failure. I, I felt ashamed. I also expected that I was going to work in the corporate world forever. And I worked my way up through the executive and management ladders. And at a certain point, I looked in the mirror and I said, this is not a game that I play well. This is not a game that I want to do. And I said, it's no longer for me. And I felt like a total failure. Now, I was able to financially walk away and retire. But why would an executive walk away from a title and money? You just don't do that. You know, my personal and professional life, I was doing everything that you were supposed to be doing. I drove the right car. I had the right house, had the right friends, all of those things. But they were all imploding one after another. And I was mm. forced to reinvent my life. And I got a second chance. I wasn't going to waste it. But I had to decide what I wanted my life to look like and how I wanted to live on my terms. And how many of us actually asked that question, how do I want to live on my terms? I did that, and I created a life that, to me, feels legendary. You see, I am not what happened to me. I'm what I chose to become. Mm. I created a fulfilling new career. I became a major-sponsored Ironman triathlete. I'm an award-winning Marine. I've built an extraordinary marriage, and I have an extraordinary family now. But I schedule as much vacation as I desire, and I block my work in between, not the other way around. So, you know, I've applied for the Guinness World Record of over 900 of the world's most popular bucket list items. So it's not about what happens to us. We all have tragedy. The question is, is are you using it as an excuse or as an explanation? Because when we use it as an explanation, it can be the muscle that actually frees us from the prison that we're in. Yeah. And most of us don't realize that we are the gatekeeper and the key holder to our own prison doors. Mm. But it takes work. And as, I think it was Henry Ford or Thomas Edison. They both, both were very close friends, so I think they both claimed the, the quote is, work is missed by the masses because it's dressed in overalls and looks – or." Success is, is missed by the masses because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. <laughs> and so we have to make a decision. Are we going to get to work to make our dreams happen, or are we going to blame somebody else? Yeah, I mean, this really leads to the question, too, uh, and the way you talk about purpose and success. You know, I don't know how many folks that both of us know that sit down to, let shall I say, figure out their purpose, write out the business plan, do all the math calculations, show the profit and loss statement, all of the above. And in the end, when you ask them, is this at the end of your day going to put a smile on your face? Many of them can't even put a smile on their face to answer that question. You know, we, we, we have this opportunity to create a, a space in the world we live in today. You know, you're referring to it as legendary, but we're not saying legendary and miserable. And I think that's kind of been sort of this formula that somehow we adapted. Uh, uh, you know, maybe not the millennium folks, but certainly there's this formula that says work hard, work hard, work hard, be miserable, work hard, work hard. I, and I'd like to hear, you know, where you are with that and how we carve out a joyful purpose. 
That's a great question, and it's an empowering question. And the, the reality of it is many people are like, you know, you don't get it, Chad. You don't get it, Dr. Pat. I'm just barely able to afford my rent or my mortgage or my car payment. And they're looking at, you know, where they're strapped. And where I suggest that you start, and it's why it's the first chapter, is that language matters. You know, when we're asking a survey, when we're speaking, when we look at our calendar, is your calendar filled with a bunch of to-dos and language that makes you cringe or at best neutral? Or do you actually look at your calendar and it lights you up? Does your calendar actually allow you to say, look at the experiences that I'm about to have in the next week? Mm-hmm. And so we start with our, our language and ask ourselves, how many you know, moms do we have on or people that have children that have to take their children to school? Well, listen to the, the presumption in that, have to. You know, I was walking my son. I have the extraordinary privilege of being able to take my son to school every day. We wow. walk. Yeah. He rides mm-hmm. his bike. I walk, and I, I take my dogs uh, who want to um, go after every squirrel in the <laughs> universe, I think. But they're, they're well-behaved. So we are walking, and I went, man, I've got so much to do. I've got to prepare, you know, this, this next shift that I'm making. I've got a workout. I've got this radio show today. I've got all these things to do. And I went, I'm missing it. Here's an opportunity, and I'm missing it. So in our language, in our schedule, do we stop and say, is this a get-to moment? I don't have to take my son to school. I could throw him in the car and just drive him up there in 30 seconds. And so we, I just stopped, and I remembered what was on my calendar. And so for our audience, I'm going to ask you, take a look at your calendar, and is it filled with juicy and delicious language, or is it filled with socially appropriate, politically correct language that's boring <laughs> and dreadful? So my calendar literally says, I have safely traveled, spending quality one-on-one time transporting my son to school. Now, the, pres- the, the, the premise in that. Is safely traveled means I've left with enough time that I'm not stressed about construction or traffic or an accident or not, you know, I have to walk faster because I'm going to be late. The other premise is if you're driving in a car, how many of us have an opportunity? We feel guilty we don't have enough time with our children. Yet when we're given the opportunity, we miss it because we don't know what to look for. Are we in our vehicle checking our cell phone, voicemail, returning a phone call? listening to something on the radio, and our child's in the back seat, plugged into a tablet or into a smart device and completely tuned out. So when we say quality one-on-one time, what's our focus? What's the experience? Do we want to be the character that actually shapes our children's future or leave that up to a professional athlete that may be lacking the quality characters and values that we instill in ourselves? And so the first thing is is ask the question, does my language matter? Yeah. Is my language juicy and delicious? Is it inappropriate but respectful to other people? And then ask yourself, look at your calendar. So when we want to turn this around, it really starts with very simple and easy steps. The second, and it's step four, so the actual last leg in my book is working with the rule of 168. Yeah. That's 168 is, is how much time you have in one week. And are you actually setting it up with a bunch of to-dos and thinking that if I do enough, then, then I will achieve, then everything will be fine? Well, tell that to Robin Williams or Philip Seymour Hoffman yep. or Belushi 
or Jim Morrison or Janis Joplin or Chris Farley, on and on and on. They had celebrity. They had money. They had everything. But they didn't have spirit. They didn't have presence. How many of us have to-do lists and we're trying to cram 200 hours into 168? And so when you're looking at your calendar, ask yourself, what do you want to experience this week? If you want an extraordinary marriage, ask yourself first, where are you? You know, for our audience here today, if you had a big bullseye, Ziggler Ziggler said, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. Are you aiming at something in your relationship? You know, on the outside ring of that bullseye, we'll call that stuck. How many of you are stuck in your relationship? Expecting, well, once they start performing, then then I'll start giving a, you know what? Or are you on the next, you know, second closest or second furthest out ring, which is you're going through the motion? Or are you getting closer where you have a passionate relationship? But passionate relationship is not going to be enough in the long run. We have to go for adventure, and I've got your back in a relationship. That servant leader in a relationship that says, you first, because when I give you love, then I get the love that I've been craving as well. And we can say the same thing with our career. You know, are you in a job, a, career, a job, a career, or are you in your calling? When you wake up, do you get to do what you love and love what you do? And if not, don't give up. Start putting the language in your schedule a little bit at a time. And that's really what the book talks about is how to take these little pebbles little bit after little bit. In over 12 weeks, you really create that transformation. Repeat that four times a year, and suddenly your 52-week, your year, New Year's resolution actually compounds into massive return. Yeah. But we think we have it, all it, the time in the world, and we don't. Yeah, and th- this is really part of the conversation I want to have when we come back is – What about the tricks that uh, the human potential movement put forth in the 80s and the 90s? What about those tricks that were out there about what you should do that probably didn't get you to where you want to go? What is it now that is the game changer of transformation? As a matter of fact, I love that. That's actually... That's actually uh, the workshop that we're going to be putting together because if you're trying old tricks, old tactics, they're not working, what is it that's required to develop legendary? That's the word. Just keep that in mind now. Living legendary. That's it. That's not for the 1% of the world only. When we come back, what about those tactics? What did they not have that today's conversation does? We're going to take a short break. Chad E. Cooper joining us here today. Time isn't the problem. Yep, you are. Four strategies to transform stress into success. And I know you're sitting out there saying, oh, I'm not stressed. I know. I get it. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. You lied. The skies up above me A star so bright you blind 
Are you ready for a game changer? Sarah Westall is bringing you Business Game Changers Radio. Sarah brings you leading experts, visionaries, and newsmakers who provide the best commentary on big issues and cutting-edge innovations. Sarah's 20 years as a business executive will help you think like an entrepreneur with expertise, energy, and attitude. Tune in to Business Game Changers Mondays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Have you ever wanted to learn about the colors of your chakras? Well, now's your chance. Lynn Brown, host of Get Into It, is hosting an event Friday, November 4th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. in Mount Vernon. Every person will get a reading on the most prominent color in their aura. Join Lynn Brown November 4th at the Riverwalk Studio in Mount Vernon. To register for this event, call 360-588-4713. That's 360-588-4713. Calling all Intuits, healers, and readers, you are invited to the Women of Wisdom Fall Festival. Join us as we celebrate the bounty of our Mother Earth on October 1st at North Seattle Community College. We're looking for a variety of practitioners and experts in the art of energy healings, intuitive readings, and body work. If you are a reader, healer, or an artisan selling handmade arts and crafts, we invite you to share your gifts with the Women of Wisdom community. Go to womenofwisdom.org to apply. Have you been seeing numbers like 111 and 222 everywhere you go? Do you feel that the universe may be trying to get your attention, perhaps offering a message of some sort? As it turns out, numerical patterns and certain types of geometry form the very fabric of our reality, from cells under a microscope to the astronomy of our night sky. At Stellar Reflections, we offer special sessions which tap into these patterns, designed specifically to support you on your journey. The 111 and 222 activations are sessions activating new patterns in your energy field, which in turn can help you create new patterns in your life. After just one session with a practitioner, either in person or via distance, clients report gaining greater clarity, becoming more intuitive, and honoring their inner truth as they move forward in their lives. Curious about what these transformational sessions might do for you? Call 425-999-9836 or visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. Do you want to achieve your goals? Do you want to strengthen relationships with others? Do you want to improve your financial status? Colette Marie Steffen is partnering with Mark Kettenbach to bring you an energetic upgrade online experience. Unfold and develop your full potential. Visit energeticupgrade.com today for more information. That's energeticupgrade.com. So bright, you blind me. Yeah. Don't close your eyes. Don't away. Hey, everybody, welcome back. You know, I, I want to make sure that all of you know how to find out more about Chad. Go to the website, chadecooper.com. Check it out. Once you get there, you're going to have an opportunity to connect with Chad. You're also going to have an opportunity to take a look at his coaching services. Also get a copy of his book. If you don't know how to do that, there are plenty of ways to click on it. Uh, check out a couple of the blog posts that he has going on there. But most importantly, One of the things that I think Chad and I have discovered along the way is that I don't take this journey alone, Chad. I don't. I have support beyond support. 
support that is visible to me in this plane and support that's not. Um, I was struck by a chapter in the book that, uh, albeit it's, it's not a really long chapter, but it was an important one for me because I related to it. Uh, yet it could sound a little bit off-putting to people, but it's really <laughs> been the secret to my being here today. Life is unfair. Get over it. I mean, that's me saying it, but basically I can't tell you the points of unfairness that I could recite to you if I, if I chose to right now. I don't. Everything from my mother committing suicide when I was six. But why if why is this so important? Why is this here? Why could this be the turning point for a lot of folks? It's very important for people because I don't know a single person that I've ever met that has said, you know, life is really fair and it's always in my favor. It just doesn't happen. And so we have to look at it. And, and sometimes life hands you a pile of fertilizer and you've got to force yourself to smile and breathe deep because here's the thing about fertilizer. It's also there to help things grow. And so we have to be able to recognize that when life hands you fertilizer, it don't blame the cards that you were dealt, blame how you played them. If you're handed fertilizer, go out, grow something, nurture it so you can harvest it. But so many of us today live in a society where we're told, you know, it's not fair. Go and sue somebody or go get yours. And we have to make a decision. And in one of my favorite scenes out of all the movies, and I love old classics, but I have to say, as cliche as it is, Rocky 400 or whichever the last one was, <laughs> Rocky, I think, 7. There's a scene in there where Rocky talks to his son, and his son's blaming his dad for his mediocre success, that he's been in the shadow of his dad's fame. And how many of us feel that way? I mean, after all, we're raised to believe you, you better do better than your parents. Well, maybe our parents did extremely well. Maybe it, that's not how you want to define wealth or success to you. But Rocky tells his son, he says, let me tell you something that you already know. Life is cruel. It can be a mean and cruel world that will knock you down and beat you to the ground and not want to let you get back up. But it ain't about how hard you get hit. It's about how hard you can get and keep moving forward, how many hits you can take and keep getting up. And if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you've got to be willing to take the hits and not blaming him or her or anybody. Cowards do that, and that ain't you. Mm. And how many of us go around believing that we're knocked down? And as I tell people, you know, you have to be better than the referee's bad calls. I coach professional athletes. Major League Baseball is one of the hardest sports out there, mentally and physically. Seven out of ten times they go up and they will fail. Uh-huh. And we have been taught that, oh, you tried. Well, don't try. Get resourceful and overcome. And so we have to decide, are we going to be better than life's unfair calls? And we have a, a situation in our society right now. Where you know what? Sometimes the police make the right call, sometimes they make the bad call. But they're out there putting their lives at risk, and we have to be willing to show up and not making excuses, but being respectful 
to everyone, regardless of whether they're American or a religious ethnicity or of a racial ethnicity or of a gender ethnicity. We need to choose to be better than life's unfair calls. It reminds me of when they asked Babe Ruth, mm-hmm. what do you think about when you strike out? And his answer was, I think about hitting more home runs. So is our calendar, is our life filled with hitting more home runs or being a victim, being treated unfairly? Because nobody's going to be treated treated fairly. It's about the meaning you give to it, and you're willing to keep getting up because that's how winning is done. I got. Let me just say, yeah, yeah, I get this. This is so interesting that we are talking about this. As a matter of fact, Benny, let's skip the break, the next break. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just got to. We got to talk about this for a minute. Uh, I didn't know I was going to talk with you about this. When I was in my twenties, Benny will tell you I played table tennis. That is a sport, by the way, Chad. I mean, it's like oh, a real I, absolutely. sport. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's not ping pong, right? <laughs> It's it's like a sport. It's not what I did in college at the parties. Well, We're talking I don't, about no, not okay. at the party for sure. No, that's the okay. that's the ping pong thing. So in my twenties, <laughs> I played table tennis at the state championship and national championship level, uh, and then I quit because I went back to school. Why did I do that? Because school became a priority for me, and it was too emotionally draining to keep losing because I I wasn't able to practice right. So life goes on. I never went back to it. Now, if you said to me, Pat, what has this got to do with anything? Here's what it's got to do with it. This is really, I didn't know this was the answer to your book. I went for years not having enough time to play table tennis. I mean, this was my story, by the way. This was my story. Now, we know that's not the story, right? I'm not going to, you know, I'm just going to say to you, that wasn't the real story. You know it and I know it. And then I got really sick in 2004, didn't really talk about it much, but I really wasn't physically able. So I had made up in my mind, Chad, that I was not going to be able to play ping pong, table tennis again. Now, here's what I love about your book, because you nailed this. Somehow I heard a little voice. I don't know how this happened. I can't tell you the game plan for it that happened. I was at a meeting uh, at, at one of the senior centers, and I, I, I participate in, in the addiction community. And I was at a meeting to try to put together a game-changing venue. Next door, on a Sunday, next door, I heard the sound. Do you know the sound I'm talking about, Chad? That's the sound. I heard the sound. I'm telling you, I walked out of the meeting like a robot. I walked out of the meeting. They were presenting. People were thinking, where is she got? I don't know why I got up, but I walked out in the room next to me in a gymnasium-sized room. There were three table tennis tables, and people were playing. And I got to tell you, that moment changed the trajectory of me not having enough time. But isn't it part of the journey that you're talking about, what you talk about in, in the book, that we have to have some kind of mindset to possibilities. Now, I'm going to tell you, I started out playing like 
nobody's business. I, I could barely hit the ball over the net. I could barely sk- hit. It didn't matter. I don't know that there's another, quote, thing on the planet except radio that I love doing as much as this. And within X amount of times, I, uh, I found out there are other places I could play. I want to ask you, what is it that folks can do to have that legendary lifestyle moment? Because that was one for me, maybe not according to your book, but I'm telling you that was one for me. And all of a sudden I found time. How can we help our listeners today get to that? Great question. And the bullseye to hit that is about understanding what is our purpose. Mm. What are we put here to do? And that's actually, to, to correct that, that's what people ask. And mm-hmm. it's really, what are we put here to be? Yeah. See, the order is be, do, become. Not do enough so I can be and then become. And so we have to be courageous enough to be able to take the time and listen to what is our purpose. And so for our audience to understand, most of us are looking at, and we've been told your purpose is, you know, maybe your career or the size of your paycheck or your title or having the right, you know, size family or whatever that may be. But in truth, purpose is not one thing. Purpose is a feeling. And you found your purpose again, Dr. Pat, because you heard that feeling, that sound that gave you that experience of, I'm alive. And most of us are listening, if we looked at an old radio station dial, and we turn that dial into the music station that we like that fills us up, you heard somebody change that channel for you, and you heard that genre that just lit you up, gave you that experience and brought it all those feelings back again. And that's when we know we're serving our purpose, when we can feel what we want to experience. And so if you're asking yourself, what's my purpose? Ask yourself, what do you want to experience? What do you want to feel? And then go do that. Because most of us are listening to static, white noise. Yeah, yeah. And if you're listening to a genre that you don't like, maybe it's country music. I love country music. Then <laughs> understand that you can reach out and change the dial. But it's about being able to get all of those responsibilities in our life, learning how to play like a, a musician. Instead of trying to master all of the different instruments in a symphony, God has designed you to be the conductor. And it's about being able to leverage time to say, here's the experiences I want to have, and using either technology or other people to leverage the musicians to come in, and you are the conductor to get them all playing on the right music sheet. Because when we do that, then we create beautiful music, and it's music to our ears. And that's when we know we are actually living our life purpose. So ask yourself, what do you want to experience? And the easiest way to do that, people, oh, I don't know how to, where do I start? Think about Mm -hmm. the two happiest memories you've ever had. Think about two of the happiest moments you've ever had in your life. And just write down as much as you can about that memory. So just write down, what are the two happiest moments I can think of? If you have three or four, write down as much as you can to recall about that. And once you have that all written down, then I want you to go through and circle all of the verbs and all of the emotions that describe that experience. Because those 
are your values. And when we lead our week from those values, just about any vehicle that we choose can light us up. Mm. So maybe it was gratitude. Maybe it was love and connection. Maybe it was joy. Maybe it was serving other people. And how many different things can you choose in your life to actually fill those values? Versus, well, if I get the right car, hopefully it'll meet, meet my, my values. Wrong. You know, if you're craving love, where are you blocking off time on your calendar to go contribute beyond yourself? Because when you do that, then you get that love that you've been craving for so long. If you're out working with alcoholics, it's because you're serving beyond yourself. And when you do that, you get filled up because you realize that you're serving part of your purpose, the things that matter most. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense to me. And, you know, uh, the other part of this, too, is that we're not just talking. I mean, think about it. I'm talking about playing table tennis this weekend, which I did. And I got to tell you, I hit some shots. I'm still wondering how that happened, you know, but that did not take the place of us tripling our office space, moving into it, coming in, setting up an entire radio studio, an auxiliary office, uh, three other offices in here. It didn't stop any of that, right? All of that happened with ease and grace. It wasn't until midnight last night or the night before or the night before that ordering sandwiches from Jimmy John's and coming in today and maybe not having everything done, but coming in here today, having fabulous conversations, one with a a sister network that we're partnering with, another one with three people that want to host a show. And and then now now I'm talking to you and it's not even 11 o'clock yet. And I'm not tired and I'm not stressed, but I did read your book. So it's the difference of you're looking for what's best. You actually, because of those experiences, it's the difference of what you just described in bringing those values into your day because you carved out a little bit of time to do things that fill you up mm-hmm. and create adventure, create mission, versus coming in and not doing that because, you know, you need to be responsible. you got to get these things done. You have to do in, in going – why is the printer set up over there? Why isn't the printer powered on? You know, why is the microphone set up this way? Benny, why did you put my desk at this angle? Right? Right. And then no, Benny didn't, didn't go and that. play ping pong, so he's not relaxed. He's not, not filled up. And now he's going, man, why is she always on my butt? <laughs> so you know, it goes yeah, back you're to that right survey. That. And you know, it's what I we have choose to, to focus you, on. Chad, you're right. I got to say this. And maybe you can kind of, you know, bring this home with this. When, when Jessica, and by the way, we had set up the offices over here with, with it wasn't Benny. It was ben, Benny, Benny does things like 99% right. I'll just say that about Benny. It was, it was a couple of, other, <laughs> of, of our other producers. But in everybody made a gallant attempt, attempt. What Jessica and I realized is we made a mistake. We gave them an office configuration that wasn't going to work. It wasn't that people did things wrong. We realized that what we had done was we assigned an office that wasn't going to be optimum. So we, Jessica and I, 
came back in and and rearranged uh, the the studio office, one office over to the right configuration for what they needed. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to admit, maybe we didn't go down the right path. Let's make a correction. Isn't that part of what you're talking about as well, Chad? It really is. And, you know, it, that goes into the chapter as well, like, you know, life's unfair, get over it, then follows into beware mm-hmm. of the naysayers, especially yeah. the biggest one oh. of all, right, which is ourselves. Oh. But those naysayers are also the people that we call our family, our spouses, mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. close friends. Mm-hmm. And we have to be careful when we're doing this to make sure that we're making sure that they're not actually busting our dreams because they're saying, well, you know, I don't want you to get hurt, Dr. Pat. We're just looking out for you. Mm-hmm. But you have to have the courage to say, I'm going to go try it anyway. And then when you do try it is to follow Ronald Reagan's model, which was trust but verify. Mm-hmm. How many of us go into it and say, well, I'm just going to trust that we're going to get it right? Well, you have a responsibility to also verify that. And so that when you go and say, hey, this is what I think is ideal, did you also verify that it actually could fit or that it could actually work or have somebody do that and come back and report. But so many of us go, well, I'm just going to trust that, you know, I, I, because I, I believe in them, I trust them. I'm going to, well, great. But you also need to be responsible and verify. If you say you want to do these things, trust that you have the fortitude to do it and that you have the, the mental courage to do it. But verify that your schedule, that your life can actually accommodate it and that your bank account can accommodate it as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you for today. I mean, you know, first of all, time isn't the problem. You are four strategies to transform stress into success. Thank you for writing this book. Thank you for reminding us that there are world that that there is a world of possibilities, and we are part of that. One last question, Chad. What's your personal mm-hmm. message? Or would you like to leave us with today? Well, we didn't have time to get into the "You Are the Divine," and it's the chapter I didn't want to write. And I'd really encourage people to spend some time to look at that. And so the message I want to leave people is, as they're looking at their life, once they find their purpose, is to ask them, ask themselves, are these seven qualities represented in the majority of things that you're doing? And the first is, do you clearly see that there's a mission for your week? Do you see that you have, here's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to achieve it? Or are you just kind of wandering? Are you just kind of dabbling? The second is, are you free in the pursuit of that mission, or are you being imprisoned by it? Well, I'll only do this if I get that, kind of horse trading. And the third is, is are you able to do it from a place of love? The fourth mm. is, is there a sense of adventure? We need adventure, but at the same time that we have adventure, if we have mission, then we also need to feel safe. And so when we go on a mission and we go on an adventure, that can create fear, uncertainty. So we need to also ask ourselves, are the things that I'm doing allowing me to feel safe? And if not, how do I address and resolve that? Mm. Number six is to ask ourselves, are we able to speak the truth through love? And there's a huge difference. We have two presidential candidates. Both are speaking the truth, supposedly. The question is, is do they speak the truth in love? Because when we're able to do that, we're able to serve other people more than actually judge them. Mm. And the last is, is, does it fill you up? If you can answer yes to those seven or the majority of them, I can guarantee you are well on your way to moving into a legendary lifestyle. Uh, 
Chad E. Cooper, everybody. Thank you, Chad. Thank you for a fabulous conversation. So much fun. Thank you. Oh, and we'll have you back so that we can talk about that. We're going to take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back with more of the Dr. Pat Show. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.